It is my pleasure tonight to welcome, if you want to stand on your feet and welcome a wonderful woman of God. Stand on your feet, yeah? Round of applause. Who's been inspired? Whoop. Who's been inspired by God during the week and has got something to share and change our lives? Round of applause for Katrina, yeah. Amen. <laughs> I hope it's inspired. I've certainly been thrashing around for a week. What am I going to speak on, Lord? And, um, you know, when I get to that point, I just like, God, what am I speaking? I always go to WWBS. What would Beth speak on? Um, and that didn't even help this time. And... Um, Sort of last night, I'm sitting there, God, what am I speaking on? It's tomorrow night. God, come on, come on, something, anything. Something would be good. Beth and I drove to air this morning. God, when they're getting close to oh, about the 10.30th hour, God, in the truck, on the way home from air, sitting at the maximum speed of 80 kilometres an hour on the highway, God and I had another discussion. God, it's the 11th hour. I need something for tonight. And you know what? He always comes through. He always comes through. So today, I want to talk to you about deserts. And I think it's really amazing that Jesse picked the desert song because it was thrashing around in my head. And uh, I thought, oh, you'd be kind of cool to do that. A bit late to organise. But you know, God organises these things ahead of time. And I want to just read... The words of that first verse again, it says, and, and it just happens to be right here. Thanks, Andrew. Um, this is my prayer in the desert when all that's within me feels dry. Who's experienced a desert experience where it just feels like things are dry? You just, nothing's getting through the ceiling. You're not quite, and it may not be just a spiritual desert experience. It could be any type of experience where you just feel like, You've been trying and trying and trying and trying and nothing happens. And we all go through times in our lives where we try and try and try and nothing happens. And, um, you know, sometimes it's, it's a, a time when you've got to, you're waiting for something to happen. You're waiting for God to move in an area in your life or in the life of a loved one or in your circumstances. And, and it's a long wait. And you just feel like, God, I can't keep going through this. I can't keep trudging through this. And you're in a bit of a desert and a dry place. And spiritually, that can be really isolating because you see all the amazing things happening in the lives of those around you. You think, God, I really want to go the next step. God, I really want to move forward. Why am I still stuck here? Why am I still in this place where the daytime temperatures are 55 degrees? And then at night it plummets to freezing and you just feel like you're so isolated. It's really hot and it's really cold, but you're not really going anywhere. It's dry, it's sandy. You're not really going anywhere. And I feel like, you know, I've walked through a few of those in my life where it's been a really dry place, where it feels like you're not going anywhere, where you're walking in circles, a bit like the Israelites. And when I did a little bit of thinking and searching, and I did do a little bit of research on this one. 
um, I read an interesting point of view. It's like, you know how the Israelites walked around the wilderness for 40 years? And we often say, yeah, they walked around 40 years and, and they're in the wilderness for 40 years. Well, how many of you realise that God never intended for them to walk around for 40 years? Have you ever thought about it from that point of view? God never intended for them to walk around the wilderness for 40 years. His intention was for them to leave Egypt, travel through the wilderness to get to the promised land, which would have taken, with a million people, because that's a lot to pack up and set up every day, approximately two years. So there's 38 years of extra wandering around and around and around in circles unaccounted for. And the reason that they did that 38 years was because they made the choice to stay there. They didn't want to take the promise. So sometimes when we go through those desert experiences, we're a bit of our own worst enemy. We haven't taken the promise that God's put before us and walked through us. Now, that's not true every time. I'm not saying every time that's true. But sometimes we stay in a desert experience because we're not game enough to take the promised land that's right in front of us or we're not game enough to take the next step and move into what God has for us. Sometimes, you know, we're in the desert experience to learn something. And uh, another thing that I was thinking about as we are thinking about deserts, I mean, you think of the deserts that, you know, the better ones walk through and that, and they live in those places. And you know why they can live in those places? Because between all the sand hills and the dunes and that are oases and places of rest. And the reason those oases are there, because underneath that desert, deep, deep, deep down, lies rivers of living water. And in those oases, that's where someone's tapped down with a well and drawn that water up. And sometimes we're in a desert experience and we're wandering and we're wandering But if we tap into the wells, tap into the springs of living water, those places of rest that God provides for us, we'll make it to the other side. We won't get lost in the desert. Those oases are amazing places. And the the reason that, not the reason, part of the reason that we walk through desert experiences is to teach us not to live on the surface, not to live on the, on the emotions of our faith, but to dig deep into the wells of our faith, into the, into the presence of God that is with us no matter where we are or what we are. You know, as, as new Christians and, and as people who, who walk with God, you know, when you first become saved, everything is rosy and it's great and you can see God's work in your life because big changes are taking place and there's all these amazing things and, 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 and you know, there's emotion tied up in that and, you know, it's all really great. And then eventually, it does tend to wane a bit. Things can become a little bit quieter and, and you, you do know that God's with you. And you know he's beside you. But the, the, the walk that you walk isn't a walk based on emotion anymore. It's a walk that's based on an inner trust and a faith. And then when you move into a desert experience, it's that deeper faith that you have that will see you through, that will see you make it through a trial or a, te- or a testing time 
a time where you need to dig deep into your faith and trust God that no matter what you walk through, that even though you're not quite sure where the end lies and how long it's going to be before you get there, he'll provide an oasis of rest, a time of pla- a place to be still and know that he is God. Thanks for that song, Todd. That just was amazing and uh, tied in to what I was really feeling tonight, was that, you know, these oases are times of rest. And you know what? You're still in the middle of a desert in that oasis, but it's a time of rest and refreshing. And you will make it to the other side. You can traverse deserts, and Bedouins do it all the time. They live there all their their lives because they know where the wells are and they stop at the wells and they rest. Even if they think they can push on further, they know that they need to stop at the well and rest when they come to it because the next one may be just a little bit too far away for them to make. So they stop when when the well's there. And I think sometimes God says to us, you need to stop now. And we think, no, no, I don't need to stop now. How many of us do that? I'm fine. I'm good. And God's saying, no, no, you need to stop. You need to stop. I do it. I'm a shocker for it. Why do you think my life verse is be still and know that I am God? Because I keep trying to push on. I'm fine. I'm good. Oasis, beautiful oasis. I'm fine. I'll make it to the next one. Fine. No, stop now. Hello, beacon, red light, arrow. Stop here. You know, like on Aladdin, that big, you know, arrow. Hey, here we are. Oasis, beautiful place. Big flashing sign. How many of us ignore it? And don't rest and stop. I was um, I was reading a, a, a story about a lady whose life could almost be considered a desert experience. And I pray to God that I never have to live the way this woman did. But she was an amazing woman of faith. And many of you may not have heard of her. Her name was Elizabeth Lesseur. Has anyone heard of Elizabeth Lesseur? You have. There you go. I'd never heard of her before today, Terry. I should have come and you and asked you all about her. She was a, a, a French housewife, upper class in the 20th century. And uh, she lived with an atheist husband who was very antagonistic. And she was a Christian. And she considered most of her marriage a desert experience because of the difference that they saw in in things and the polarisation of where they were at. And she published a book called The Secret Diary of Elizabeth Lasseur. Have you read it, Terry? You've heard of it. There you go. And she said sometimes, she recorded a few times, complete resignation but without joy or any inner consolation. That sounds really depressing. Is that a desert experience or what? Complete resignation, but without joy or any inner consolation. Totally without hope. But later on in the book, she writes on her faith, and yet through all these trials and in spite of the lack of interior joy, so in spite of the emotion of joy in her life, the bells and the whistles, the things that, you know, we can tend to dwell on as humans because let's face it, emotions can be fun. There is in my soul some central place which all these waves of sorrow cannot reach. 
She had an oasis where she dug deep into her soul to the, to the um, rivers of living water that ran deep. She had a deep faith. And no matter how she felt and no matter where in her life journey she was, and it was a long, hard journey from my understanding, she persevered in seeking Christ and eventually led to the conversion of her husband. But it was many, many, many long years. That's a deep faith. When you feel totally bereft of everything and yet you still trust God. I pray that I have that kind of faith. I pray that no matter what happens in my life, that I can dig deep into that well. And no matter where I'm at and no matter what I'm walking through and no matter how I feel, that deep well will leave me unshakable, unmovable and not falter my trust in God. Because we serve a faithful God. We serve an amazing God that can see us through every situation in our life, no matter how long it may drag out. It may be waiting for the conversion of a loved one. It may be waiting for healing. It may be waiting for someone to face their addiction and come to terms with it and seek help. It may be, wait, it may be waiting for the restoration of a relationship. In those times of waiting, those times when things just seem so desolate, when they seem like a desert, dig deep into the wells and remember that you serve a faithful God and whatever he has promised, he will fulfill. And he will fulfill it in his time. We can't push it along. We can't make it happen. Everything that God does has a purpose. And he has a purpose for every single person in this room. And he has a purpose for every experience we walk through. They may not be of his orchestration all the time, but he can turn evil into good. He will bring a purpose out of whatever happens in your life. Deuteronomy 2.7 which is towards the end of, of the Israelites walking around the wilderness for 40 years. Um, Moses says, The Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He's watched over your journey through this vast desert, a journey that he didn't orchestrate, but he used for good. These 40 years the Lord your God has been with you and you have not lacked anything. God was with them. He provided he was there with them through the wilderness. And even though it wasn't his choice that they took their road, he was still with them through it. And we can take comfort in that fact that our God is a faithful God. I'll ask the band to come up now. No matter what you're walking through right now, your God is a faithful God. If you're feeling like you're in a desert experience, he's there beside you if you will dig deep. When you see that oasis, I encourage you, stop and be still because that, that stop and that restoration will help you along the next part of the journey. You may not be in a, in a desert experience or it may be just a, a, a part of your life. If you're not, praise God. 
It's amazing when things are going great and enjoy that. Dig deep. Learn in that period of time how your faith stands. Learn. Experience God. Touch God. Enjoy God. Because we, to climb up to the top of a mountain, there has to be a valley on the other side. And when you're in the valley, there's always a hill to lead out of it. So our journey is one that has ups and downs and there will be ins and outs and ups and downs. We just need to stay trusting in our Heavenly Father. We need to, to dig deep into our Heavenly Father and know that He is faithful no matter what we walk through. As the band plays and sings tonight, if you are walking through what you would consider a dry period or a period where you just feel you're not getting answers or it's a time of waiting and you just don't know how much longer you can keep going, please come forward so I can pray with you. Maybe you're not, but you know someone who is and you'd like some prayer for them. I don't know. But we're going to open up the, the mercy seat now for anyone who feels that they need some prayer. Maybe you need help to get to the, name, the next oasis. I don't know. God knows. So tap into Him.